about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. The following program is rated TV-MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audience. It's showtime. Oh my God, yes, I've been on mute the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the host of these when I've been seeing here from Circle Debate, episode 150. Welcome, everyone. I apologize for that. <laughs> Technical difficulties here because I've been by myself, producer and everything myself. Of course, like how I mentioned once again, the director can't make it today because, of course, it's the Mrs. Birthday. So shout out to the Mrs. for her birthday. And shout out to Kareen, the director, Matt Callan. I mean, Matt Cavs will be joining me on later on today uh, for AEW Dynamite Review. Dinero was busy, of course. But welcome, everyone, here at Circle Debate Podcast. And shout out to Dio, the Notorious DOM. Thank you so much. It's all right, brother. No worries. Oh, what's going on, great. And I appreciate you. Yeah, I know. Thank you, Bakley, for letting me know because I was everywhere. But, yes, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, before I get into it, don't forget, if you see right on top of me right there, you know, subscribe, follow us on social media as well, as well as the Bloodline Network as we're also live on the Bloodline Entertainment Network YouTube channel and on Twitch, besides also Circle Debate on YouTube and Twitch. And right below, if you see right there, go to the bloodlinenetwork.com, the website there. Make sure you guys go there and also follow them on YouTube as well at the Bloodline ENT and on Twitter, Bloodline ENT. So do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're perfect, baby. You are perfect, yes, and I appreciate you very much. Oh, man. But, yes, let's get into the action here, ladies and gentlemen. And it's time to get into it. It is time to talk about the WWE draft. Let's pull it up, of course. Oh, look at that. Oh, the draft, baby. The draft, baby. Oh, this was amazing. Did not expect uh, all these names out here at all. But, hey, you know what? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love all, you know, Going down to this list right here, yes, let's play it. That is right. Of course, that the draft happened, 
you know, 48 hours ago, and it's still continuing. Of course, on Monday Night Raw, we will get the rest of the drafts. But, man, what an incredible draft, I tell you guys. I mean, it was, it was great. I uh, did not expect the moves that I expected. A lot of things I want to digress about, of course, you know, mainly the fact that, you know, what is going on? The banger! What is going on? The banger, that's right. The banger of all bangers. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the draft, it was good. However, look, I am, oh, yes, that's right. Put them ones up. J-Man, just in time, baby. Follow them as well. Just in time podcast as well. Love you, man. Love you, J-Man. You're the man. But, yes, so the draft was actually, you know, happened on SmackDown. A lot of surprises that, you know, shocked us. And some were unexpected, of course. And the main one, of course, being Cody Rhodes going to Raw instead of, you know, you know, going with the chase. And, oh, yes, and that as well, the NXT. I will get into each one of these brands to see who did the best, to be honest, uh, but I will get into it. But I just wanted to digress briefly about the fact that Cody was drafted to Raw and Roman to SmackDown. And of course, Triple H didn't introduce a new belt, uh, which is a World Heavyweight Championship, which, which is beautiful, by the way. Uh, but I made it too obvious. The fact is that Triple H had to create this belt because he cannot take away the belts away from Roman Reigns. He can't take the WWE Championship away. I mean, as much as he would want it to, but you can't. Hashtag a thousand days. Even though I'm a fan of Roman, I am a big fan of Roman Reigns. And I feel, you know, he should have the belts. However, though, if I want to be realistic and be very analytical here, I mean, the one who dropped the ball here was Vince McMahon. Vince dropped the ball, the fact, because he put the belt on Roman. When you put the WWE title to Roman, and mind you, that Roman Reigns is a thousand-day champion with the Universal Championship, not necessarily with a WWE title. Now, when Vince McMahon put that belt, decided to make it the undisputed belt at WrestleMania when Lesnar lost the belt to Roman, that was how you know, it's difficult to take it away from Roman Reigns. I know everybody mentioning, okay, we should have should have seen, you know, Cody defeated Roman Reigns, but no, it's not going to happen. What I would love to see is Cody going after the chase. Still continuing to chase, you know, after Roman Reigns because the story is not over, right? Quote on that. Now that we have this going on, and it made it too obvious the fact that you're going to give this belt to Cody Rhodes. And, but then again, maybe he, maybe they're not. I feel that the WWE World Heavyweight title is a test for who could be the top guy like Roman Reigns, who could be the guy up there, and that's where yeah, Bobby. So yes, Bobby was. Yes, that was cool. We'll get into that very momentarily. But the one thing is, who's going to be the top guy for who could really be the face of the WWE? Who could be Roman Reigns? Because right now, obviously, Roman is the, the top guy. He is the top of the mountain. He's the food chain. He's everything. He is the face of WWE. Marketing-wise, he's everywhere. Now, who could be the second one? Who could be at his level? And that's the question that we all have. Who could be at his level? Everybody's saying Cody could be. What about it's not Cody? What about somebody else? What about could be Seth Rollins? You know, what about Rollins wins the World Heavyweight Championship? What about Rollins could be that face of the company? This is a test for these these talents to see if they can match or be up to par where Roman is at, you know, 
want to be the marketable one for WWE on TV shows, taco shows, all of that. You know, Roman has done that all, and he's at the top. But who could be right next to him? That is the biggest question. Then, so I mean, yeah, it sucks as they had to basically introduce a consolation prize. Honest opinion: WWE skipped on their way to fix everything in Mania. I, I, I get you, Sia. What's going on, Rick Joe? Appreciate you for tuning in. Cheney McDonough joining Judgment Day. We'll see if he does. A curious of where, yeah. I don't see Brock going anywhere. I think he's a free agent. He's going to what's going on, Frank. Appreciate you for tuning in, my brother, Frank Benjamin. Brock will be the first. If that happens, that Brock Lesnar wins that world heavyweight title, I will be pissed off. The fact that Vince is going to do that. I hope you don't, Vince. We don't want to see none of that at all because I will be pissed. Fuck! 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 We don't want that, all right? We do not want that to happen. But the fact is, this is... I mean, how I, I get Justin you made as a consolation prize, but I still feel that that consolation prize is a test for the talent. This should be for Rollins. Cody should be at SmackDown. Cody should still continue to chase Roman for that undisputed universal title. The heavyweight title on Raw should be for Seth Rollins. That's the guy who's there 24-7, meaning he's there on the live tours. He's there every Monday night. And mind you, he had a great performance against the Miz like two weeks ago. And Rollins is the guy. I feel Rollins should be the guy to win the world heavyweight title. He could represent Raw greatly. I feel that he could also be the face as well, close to Roman Reigns, if pretty much being the face of WWE. I feel Rollins could be that guy. And I mean, yes. Oh, what is going on, Courtney? What's going on, sister? That's right. What is going on? I appreciate you for tuning in. Cody should be, yeah, I feel maybe Cody should be maybe the free agent. I also agree with Justin. They did miss a huge opportunity, fellas. But, however, do you still have SummerSlam? That could still continue. It is, at least you could say Cody got his moment of me. Oh, well, he, he didn't have to win. Yes, the only answer is Seth Rollins. Yo, Streets, what is going on, my man? Appreciate you for tuning in, my brother. But, yes, I think, uh, I feel that that, that should have happened. Uh, Seth Rollins hopefully winning the belt. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. We'll see where it goes. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna have a tournament for Night of Champions. I hope they do because I love tournaments. So, we'll see. Let's see how it goes. Can we get a Gold Rush tournament like how we saw back in the days of Raw? I did like that. That nobody is just. It should not be announced who's fighting with each other. It should be whatever. Bust the New Japan style. Introduce, pretty much. Hey, you know what? A theme song coming out and another theme song come out. Just mystery. Mystery opponents. That's what I would like to see if they do a Gold Rush tournament. That is for sure. Oh, man. The world title should have been introduced right after the titles were split in a place. That they yeah, it should have been. But I don't think Vince, Vince didn't want that world heavyweight title. This is something that Paul Levesque, Papa H, was fighting for this belt. He wanted to bring that belt back. But Vince was like, no, goddamn. They don't need this belt. No, they don't need it. They don't need it. You know. But you know what? Like I said, I want to get into, you know, briefly, you know, who wanted this draft. So, you know, let's get into it. So this is what I wanted to talk about. So let's talk about Raw very momentarily. So this is what we have here. If you see on my side, on my left side, or, or however you're watching this on the right side. But, yes, 
This is a list for Monday Night Raw who is strapped. It's Raw, Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, of course, Imperium, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Nakamura, Indy Hardwell from NXT, who was the NXT Women's Champion. And, of course, we have Eric, the Viking Raiders, Eric Nybar, and Bahala, which I don't know why they should not call that. Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Mace, Mansoor, Maxi Dupree, Natalia, Apollo Cruz, Sonya Deville, Chelsea Green, Zoe Stark, and JD McDonough. I am happy for Zoe Starks mainly. You know, like I love you, Indy, but I'm really happy for Zoe Stark. I she I think for me, honestly, she should have been the first one to be called from the NXT uh when it was on SmackDown Live. I think she should have been the one. I'm happy that Zoe is going to raw and i can't wait to see what she brings to the table you know to the to the main roster audience because you know some people are not really familiar with her but i am familiar with this woman this woman i follow her career you know shout out to sim Bodhi who and who will train pretty much who helped her train you know develop you know getting into you know of course her getting signed wwe she competed in future stars wrestling she competed in championship wrestling from hollywood so Zoe starts. I know her career. I follow her career. I'm happy that she's called up to the main roster. She's going to be the underdog in that women's roster for sure on bra. And man, I would love to see her and Rhea Ripley going at it. Oh, I think that would be some good shit. I don't think Maxine will ever wrestle. I think she's not. I think she's more, uh, more of a manager. I don't see her as a wrestler, to be honest. Graded. According to the chat, it's kind of dead in the water now because the well, I mean, this is an opportunity for NXT now to, to develop their talents now. To now we see, you know, their level up one on the show. There's a lot of people that are not really are in the actual NXT TV show. Maybe this is another moment to shine. Maybe Shawn Michaels have some plans to help now bring in new, introducing new characters and, and into the NXT roster. You know, obviously that's why we have that NXT level up for that reason to you know basically of course help them develop and get familiar with you know where the, where the camera's at where everything else is at so we'll we'll wait and see on that corny i'm excited for the future of nxt i'm so stoked to see what new characters are going to introduce and i'm excited for that but right here as i'm saying i'm happy with zoe stark that she's there jd mcdonough uh, i'm i'm kind of happy with him I know a lot of people are saying that he should join Imperium. Maybe he could join Imperium and be the fourth member, but I don't see that happening. I don't know what's the future for McDonough. I hope they book him correctly right. Uh, I know we'll see, you know, tomorrow we'll see what else they're going to go ahead and introduce on Raw, which, um, you know, who's going to be drafted to Raw to see. Uh, but I see McDonough being in a mid-card level, of course, competing for the Intercontinental against Gunther mainly. I think that's going to be a banger match as they're going to have for sure. So I'm really stoked for that so let's get into the smackdown side okay so now we got the smackdown side this is what we got here we got roman reigns paul Heyman, solo sequoia bianca belair montes ford angelo dawkins edge bobby lashley eight the whole the oc of course bay damage control alba fire i like don which i like that pick that was great and hit row and lacey evans this was great. It's a great pickup because now we get to see. Now Roman's going to have new opponents now this time. Now we're able to see 
maybe Roman Bobby Lashley. Maybe we could get a Lashley Roman feud. I would love to see that. Mind you, we got that a triple threat a while back when it was that when Big E was the WWE champion at the time. But I think now seeing this, I think now a one-on-one between Lashley and Roman, that's gonna be oh just good shit. I just can't wait. It's, that's gonna be good shit. Also, you have AJ, who and I'm glad AJ's back. Oh, my phenomenal one. That's the I'm so happy that he's back. I'm glad that AJ Styles is back. And hey. Seeing the OC bloodline feud, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. You know, this is where they could bring Tamina in into the bloodline and have her meet you, you know, Mia Yam. That would be great. This is a great time to bring an additional member to the bloodline, which is, of course, I would bring in Tamina and be, you know, that's your other muscle besides Solo Sequoia. She could be your muscle for the women's part, you know, on the women's side. This will be a great time for, you know, for her to be introduced. And I would love that for sure. Oh man, let's see what they're gonna chat. JD's in a feud with Finn. Uh yeah, I like that too. Maybe he joins Judgment Day if Judgment Day gets drafted to Raw. We don't even know yet. As of yet, maybe tomorrow we'll find out. Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, uh the hit double. Okay. Mm, okay. Surprised they kept yeah, I know. I'm surprised too that they kept the three, three puppets together. And I love the OC. Yes, yes, that was a great pickup. I'm yes, we're all surprised and uh, yes, Edge and Lashley. Edge, I don't want to see Edge and Roman. Maybe we could get an Edge and AJ rematch. You know, maybe we could get that going. <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, this is going to be in- intriguing to see. Let's see what you Raw definitely won. Yeah, they won definitely. Raw, I think, won with the most picks. And the, just looking at the roster, I mean, I mean the drafts that they have, they definitely won. So let's see if SmackDown can win again. That's going to be something. Very exciting to see, but I'm stoked. I'm happy, and I'm looking forward because, in mind you, this will all become an effect until like right after, you know, backlash, which I'll get into, obviously, of course. But I'm happy. This draft was great, awesome, enjoyed it, and I cannot wait for tomorrow to see. We know that Raw is going to stay on Raw because of Becky Lynch being on Raw. They can't separate couples, of course, so that's good that you know we're going to see Rollins. And more further announcements of this future world title. So I'm hoping what how they do it. I hope they do the gold rush tournament. Damn it. Damn it, Vince. I mean, what is Vince? I say it is fucking good. Papa H, give us a gold rush tournament, please. Give me, give what, me I what I want. Give me what I want. want. <clears throat> give me what I want, damn it. That's what I want. All right. Now let's jump in into some other pro wrestling news. Congratulations to Trinity Fatu making her debut at Impact this past Friday and this Saturday, of course, in Chicago. And, man, I'm so happy that Impact picked up Trinity Fatu. This is a great move for Impact. Um, I know that they couldn't be, you know, of what are rumors, of course, reading the stories that, you know, her, you know, Trinity and Stardom couldn't come to an agreement, unfortunately. So because of money, but I don't, you know, obviously she clarified that there wasn't money issues that they couldn't come into the agreement. Uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad that she's doing her own journey and not going alongside with Mercedes Monet, as we know Mercedes is doing, of course, you know, New Japan stardom. But I am happy for Trinity to be an impact, and she is going to add a lot of depth to the women's roster. So underrated, and. <laughs> So underrated, and the one thing that I'm excited for is 
we get to see Trinity Fatu Tasha Steeles. We get to see Trinity Diana Perazzo. We get Trinity Jordan Jordan Grace. We just saw Trinity against Kylie King. Shout out to Kylie King who was at PCW Ultra as well when we were there uh, about a week ago. Her Viva Van, man, they ah, knocked it out the park. Awesome matchup. And this matchup was great too for, for Trinity's debut in Impact. So I'm really happy for her. I'm so excited for her, you know, what she's going to do with that women's roster. Her and Rosemary, oh man, her and Havoc. There's so much. And even herself, she mentioned in her own comment that she's happy that she's, she's there. She sees that the, the Impact Women's Division is so underrated, which it is. People do not give this up. You know, I know a lot of us podcasters, you know, barely even speak about Impact, but Impact is so underrated. Doesn't get, you know, the love and what credit, what credit's due. And let me see what Jamie had to see in the chat. Trinity going to going to impact was an absolutely right move. Awesome to see the knockouts. Yes, absolutely, J Man. I am happy that she is, you know, at impact. And I cannot wait to see what she, you know, what she does and everything else overall. I'm so excited, so stoked. And of course, Mercedes Monet was in attendance as well, seeing her debut and seeing her debut match as well. So shout out to her. And of course, uh, let's talk about it. Because I know, Tim, if you're still in the chat, you know who we're going to talk about. You know who we're going to talk Damn. about. You, you know it. I'll, I'll do it for you. I know let's fucking it. go. You see that guy? Who is next to that guy? So let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's might as well fucking talk about it. Jesus Christ. All right. There you go. CM. Yes, that's right. He was everywhere. He was everywhere, anywhere. Uh, of course, the reports happened when he was on Monday Night Raw. He was, you know, backstage, say hi to everybody, and was, hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, oh, hey, awesome, good to see you. You know, like it just, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. CM Punk was, of course, at backstage, and of course, he was as well at backstage at Impact. In Chicago, because of course everybody was in Chicago, and you know CM Punk wasn't home. You know, they're pretty much at his home. So I mean, yes, uh, I wish I was there. Yep, you missed it. You could, if you would have saw Punk, you could have been there, Tim. You could have been, you could have been like, oh, marking out. I know you. You would have been doing this if you would have saw Punk in person for sure. Yes, you would have. You would have done that for sure. <laughs> that you see and see him punk in person. So, of course, reading of what's going on with CM Punk, and basically he had a, he was in Florida, met up with Tony Khan and Jericho. They had a discussion of to see, of course, if they can work you know differences out. Uh, yes, and Mercedes too. Besides that, um, so the meeting, I guess, you know, took. Trying to you know bury the hatchet, try to move forward and see what's gonna be next for CM Punk. There's a lot of speculations, and like I said, I'm just an opinionator, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna be the factual here. I'm not your Meltzer, your Sean Rassaps, or your Wade Kellers. I'm not that, or your piece of shit Alberts. No, I'm not. I'm just giving my opinion of what I read and what I think about it, if it is true. And but you know, seeing CM Punk, the reports looks like so far everything's okay between them. And looks like they're going to move forward of maybe possibly doing a brand, brand split themselves of doing, you know, moving forward with a, you know, AW collision. That could be the case. And, you know, seeing the first feud will be with Chris Jericho. 
So it looks like they're heading towards that direction. So I don't know. Honestly, I'm going to play it. Um, hold on. Before I do, see, all this is drawing interest back to his name again before he comes back. Absolutely, which I was going to get to, to be honest. I feel the fact that, that he's showing up, making appearances on all these wrestling promotions, the fact that you know he's interested in coming back. He wants to come back to professional wrestling. He wants to make his name known. He wants to be out there like, yeah, you know, I'm here. I'm here, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm here, guys. I want to, hey, CM Punk is back. The name is out there back. I mean, come on. For him to go to WWE, I know that he met up with some friends. They flew out there. Hey, come backstage. Let's just hang out. Okay. They, you know, hang out, say hi to everybody. And, of course, you know, try to talk to Papa H. And I guess Vince heard. He was there. God damn, pal, he's there. No, get him out of here. Ah! So, he, I guess he got him out of here. And so he was kicked out. Let's see what Jay got to say. I got to say, as, so, as someone who's not a huge punk fan anymore, good for him to go into Raw and bury the hatchet with people. Absolutely. Which we did hear that him and Miz, uh, they buried the hatchet. They're now BFFs. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we? And now they're BFFs now again. So good for them. Um, I get it. The punk wants to pretty much come back. Make his name out there, letting the people know that hey, I'm still around. I'm not just a, you know, a whiny little bitch because you are. You know, like I said, if you're watching this punk, not nothing personal. I it's just I love your in ring performance. You're you're great. You're a great guy in the ring. Outside personal, you're an asshole. And no, yeah, I mean you're just you're you're a whiner. I'm sorry, you're a whiner. You're an absolute whiner. But yeah, good for you. You want to make your comeback, but. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm here to tell you right now, we don't care. Let me tell. Right, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't care. Jerry. No, we don't care. I, I don't. I mean, but we'll see. We'll see how how the fans will react when they see his comeback, and you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, he may have to, you know, him having the discussion with Jericho. And Tony Khan, good for him. However, we'll still we'll still need to see him discussing with with the elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. When is that gonna happen? That's what I want to know. I want to know when is that gonna happen? When when are we gonna get that? And it needs to happen sometime soon, man. You need to sit down with the elite and you know get that bury that hatchet. I know this is could be a, everybody wants that story. Yeah, I think we all do. We all want that story um, for it to happen. The elite versus FTR, CM Punk. It's going to happen. Mark my word, it's going to happen down the line. As much as people do not want that, and some people do, but it's going to happen. And I'm all for it. I want to see how, you know, we all want to see a Kenny Omega and CM, CM Punk match. We all do. But I. I hate to say this, but he is not at his peak anymore. He is not that level where he was at 10 years ago. He's not. He proved that at double or nothing against Adam Hangman Page. He's not at that Excel level that people expect. But of course, you don't have to be, you know, anymore. I mean, you can still sell with a body slam, suplex, and an elbow drop. That's fine. But I don't. I just, I don't know. I, I just really, I, I have to just, I'm going to sit back and wait on that. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm going to have to sit back and wait on that for sure. We'll see how this is going to turn out to be for Punk and 
I mean, it's good to see him that he, he makes rounds of, you know, especially WWE and Impact. Good to see him. We saw a picture of him and Jordan Grace hugging him backstage. And also Mer- Mercedes was also, also backstage. It's good for him. You know, good for him that he's putting his name out there. I'm just not invested. I'm just me. I'm just not an investment guy on CM Punk. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about CM Punk. Or would you guys accept them back for him coming back? Biggest question overall is that what would he say on the mic? What would he actually say? That's the biggest question. What would he say on the mic? What will be his? What will he deliver to us in front of all, in front of the, the audience? What is? What does he have to say about all of this? I mean, that's the biggest question there. And how is if, if this is going to happen between him and Jericho? Then it, it sucks because you're going to have Jericho who's already with Adam Cole, dumb or nothing. So it's going to be a one and done. And then go right after with CM Punk into that feud. That's ridiculous. But if that's the way to, to please this man, then I guess let it be. But I just want to see how this is going to happen, how this is going to be in fruition. So we'll see. All right. It's time to get in the predictions. The predictions, of course, of Backlash. So let's get into it. Yes, baby. Yes. Isn't that Matt Hardy, are you ready for this predictions? Yes, tell me that you are, because I am ready, and you should be ready. Wonderful! Yes, this is wonderful. Let's get into it now. First match here we do have is Seth Rollins versus Omos, which, remember, Backlash is this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, May 6th on the cock. And don't forget that the Bloodline Entertainment Network will be having the watch-along for Backlash, so stay tuned for that. Follow the Bloodline Entertainment Network on Twitch, and on YouTube. We'll be having them there. This incredible watch-along, so make sure you stay tuned for that. That for sure. And I, oh, man. Let's see. Oh, I I think it's pleasing Tony Khan. I can't imagine Punk. is like, hey, man, give me Jericho first. I mean, I think Tony Khan is the one that probably pitched it. Maybe the one Tony Khan pitched it. Hey, let's just start with Jericho. You know, let's book him with Jericho in two weeks right now. Let's do it. Oh, my God. A collision. That's probably what happened. So don't be surprised that Jericho was just like, okay, fine. I'll work with him. I, I, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan was the one that convinced Jericho, let's work with this guy. Let's make him feel welcome home again. So that's for sure. What is going on? Mr. Universal himself, Nick Dieterding on here. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's for sure. But, man, let's get into it here. Backlash, ladies and gentlemen. We got, of course, Seth Rollins versus Almas. I feel like, I mean, like I said, I'm just throwing the match not in like a great order, but this just throwing it how it is. I don't know how the hell, you know, why. I just don't understand why are you booking Seth Rollins with. Hey, yo, what the fuck? I, I doesn't make any sense to me. I, okay, you, you're calling out someone and then someone accepted your challenge. Omas is the one. And I mean, this is. Good for Omas because he's getting booked with top talent. Bad for Omas because he'll be losing. I will be shocked if he wins this. It will shock the whole world. It will shock all of us that if Omas wins against Seth Rollins. But I feel that Rollins is going to win. This is going to be a good match, I believe so, for you know for Omas because he's the one who's going to be – has to be the student with the teacher because Rollins is going to be controlling the match. He's going to be calling the match. And I'm in, I'm intrigued to see how this is going to end. Mainly, how is it going to start? That's going to be the biggest question. So, I mean, 
we'll see how that happens. All right. And also we got now the Raw Women's Championship on the line. We do have Bianca Belair defending against EO Sky from Damage Control. And let me see here. Oh, man. Let's see. We've got to hear more in the chat. Let's see what's going on. Oh. Moose will be <laughs> Moose or oh, he looked like Moose. Oh my God, he does <laughs> Moose. Oh my, there you go. There you go. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. But uh, Eo Sky Bianca Belair, that match is going to be fantastic. I think it's going to do wonders. It's going to do great. Uh, I hope we get to see the Eo Sky that we see in NXT. I mean, she did have great matches. Uh, some of them on Raw. I mean, I liked her and Becky's, but I'm happy that Eos Sky is now getting her solo opportunity. Instead of being in a, in a tag team or a six-woman tag team match, I'm happy that she's getting the opportunity. So this is going to be great. Seeing her versus Bianca Belair, who I got at this one. Of course, Bianca retaining. And now that she's going to be the SmackDown Women's Champion, I think they're going to do the, the title swap between her and Rhea. We might see that happening this Saturday. We might see that because it, once we get the announcement on Raw that Rhea is and Judgment Day are on Raw, then maybe this Saturday we see the title swap happening after their matches. So that could be, you know, that could happen as well. Uh, both both who would happen to be on SmackDown. Yeah, but I think by tomorrow we'll see that Rhea will be probably drafted to Raw. I won't be surprised at that. I would not be surprised. At that. But, yeah, I, on this match, is it a, I hope this match will be a banger, and I think it should be. Um, let's just see the outcome of it. I hope that damage control don't try to interfere, and I hope that Eo Sky can say, You know what? I can do this for myself, ladies. I can do this for myself. Don't, 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 no, no, no. May I hope to? I hope so. So, but good for you getting opportunity, and especially at a pay now, uh, as I say, pay per view <laughs> PLE premium live event. Okay, there you go, premium live event. So, I'm hoping that this will be pretty much an underrated matchup. And it could be the match of the night, hopefully, because uh, these two women are incredible athletes, and I cannot wait to see what they bring to the table. All right, then we got the uh, U.S. Championship, the WWF U.S. title on the line in a triple threat match, which you got Austin Theory defending it versus Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Jonah, that's my boy, Jonah. But this, I like this. Um, good for Austin Theory. He has someone... Instead of him and Lashley, because we I'm tired of seeing that solo feud. I'm glad to add Bronson to this feud. And you got three, two big meaty men. And of course, I'll say Austin Theory's a meaty man, I guess. Meaty men. Snapping meats, baby. Yeah. And so, uh, what is going on, Justin? What's going on, man? What's good? Get your podcast. Remember to subscribe to Get Show, man. Had an incredible time with him on Friday on Smack and Raw with Ritter, Vince. Justin, great time. Go back and watch that replay. Smash or pass. Love that. Oh, man. Great time with you guys, man. I can't wait to guys have you here on Circle Debate. But, man, this matchup is going to be great. I think, uh, of course, Theory was going to retain. I kind I wish it could be Bronson Reed winning this belt. That would be so awesome. I will go netty if that will happen. Of course, yes, Austin will remain champion for sure. Yeah, I think this triple threat is going to be good. It's going to be fantastic. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to, you know, turn out to be the finish. Uh, something tells me that Lashley and Bronson are going to take take each other out and both be on the floor. And then Austin, I think, is going to pin Bronson Reed. I don't think he's going to pin Lashley. 
you don't uh, as much as you want to make these two gentlemen strong and not you know not lose but who's going to take the fall here i think it's going to be brought some reason to take the fall but i feel that maybe the ending of this match is going to be them colliding probably just hurting each other they're both down they won't get up and then austin theory sneaking in for the pin and it is over i think that's could be what we might see the outcome of this triple threat match but very exciting very very exciting all right and then we also got the wwe women's smackdown championship rhea ripley defending the wwe smackdown title versus selena vega uh of course vega will be performing in her hometown in front of her family and this is going to be great for her i cannot wait to see how the audience crowd of puerto rico will be puerto rico i cannot wait to see uh, how the crowd is going to react, you know, for Selena. And I think she's going to have a crying moment. Don't be surprised because she will have a crying moment. She'll be like, ah, ah, she's going to, you know, have that Bianca moment. How Bianca had with Sasha WrestleMania. She's going to have that moment here, which, uh, you know. Oh, Mike. So, yes. Exactly, yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Justin. Uh, the United States make. Oh, my God. Yes. I'll do it for you. I'll do it. I got you, J-Man. I'll do the Batista for you because I know that's what you want. That's what we both want. And yes. Give me what I want. Give no, me what I want. want. Yes. Give us what we want, Jeremy. We want Bronson Reed winning that title. That's what we want, Jeremy. That's what we want. Oh, man. Shout out to Selena. I wonder. Yeah, me too. I'm wondering what's going to be her ring attire. I think it's going to be the Puerto Rico flag. I think that's what she might have uh, representing you know, Puerto Rico. And don't be surprised she comes out with the flag. And that would be awesome to see because, you know, I wouldn't mind to see that. And, of course, uh, this. So I, I got Rhea winning. It's going to be a good matchup. This is going to be great. We'll see how the turn out, you know, how it turns out to be. All right. And also we got the six-man tag team matchup. We do have the Bloodline, Solo, and, of course, the Usos versus, excuse my God, and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. As we did see on SmackDown, what happened on SmackDown, they did were they were not able to retain regain those undisputed tag team titles. So I and if the off air after of course uh off the air after SmackDown, we did see Solo looking at them, uh, you know, from afar, like disappointed, like, oh man, you just got into some deep shit because now you got this guy right here. That you have to respond to, man. Acknowledge me. And this is my, I'm going to give my theory on this one. No, no, no pun intended, Austin Theory. But let me, before I get into it, let's see. I love the LW Puerto Rico color. Yes, I love it too, man. Shout out to my just in time. That's right. Slapping chest, baby. Slapping chest, baby. Nipple mania running wild here, baby. That's right. Uh -huh. Yeah. You got to answer to this guy, right? You there. Sitting at home, acknowledge me. This is what's gonna happen. Solo is gonna turn on the Usos on Backlash. You are gonna see no Solo. That's what you're gonna see. I hate to say it because I don't, I don't want the bloodline to to split. But this is what's gonna happen. Solo, they're gonna lose this match. They're gonna lose as much as I hate to say it, but they're gonna lose the bloodline. I mean, me and the Usos and Solo are gonna lose this match. 
After that, Solo's going to snap because one of these, of course, either Jimmy or Jay cost the match. Solo's going to snap. We're probably uh, Don't be surprised to see Paul Heyman being there like, you know, like Dark Sidious, do it. Or, oh, or Order 69. Okay, there you go. Hey, Order 66, whatever the hell. <laughs> I mean, he might just say, hey, it's that time. It's your moment, Solo. And that's when you see the Solo on the Usos and leaving the Usos in the ring. And Solo Sequoia walking away with Paul Heyman and Roman looking in the TV, all happy. And we might see that happening. We might see that happening. I'm so happy to see. Yes, I am happy too, Justin, that she's getting her moment. She's I'm glad, glad she's been in the ring more. She's going to continue wrestling more after because she's incredibly underrated. Absolutely, she is. What is going on, Will Gray? What is going on, my brother? Hey, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. But yes, I think that's what's going to happen in this matchup. We're going to see that. I think we're going to see Solo turning on the tur turning on the Usos on this one. So that's for sure. And, of course, let's see here. Then we got, of course, Cody versus Brock Lesnar. This match is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And I like the feud, of course, going on. And let's see, give me one minute here, ladies and gentlemen. I have to, to let somebody know that I'll be putting him in in a few moments. But yes, Lesnar, Cody, it's going to be a good match. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. Cody should win here. I think he should win with no DQ, none of like no weapons, nothing at all. He should win legitly here. He should win legitly to pretty much make him strong, make him look strong. He should win clean and but this match is going to be intriguing there's going to be nothing but stiffness suplex city everywhere but cody should win clean on this one this is going to be a spectacular match i cannot wait to see and so i got cody winning this is what i got and of course we got the last main i think this is going to be the main event for backlash puerto rico's own bad bunny versus damian priest this is going to make damian priest look good as well besides bad bunny and you know I think we're going to see a lot of interference between the Judgment Day and, I don't know, maybe LWO was in the beginning. You might see that. And then, of course, Bad Bunny winning with a high-flying spot move, most likely. Uh, so this is going to be a very intriguing street fight. I mean, I'm excited for this one. I think this should be the main event since Bad, is Bad Bunny's hometown. So Bad Bunny should be here and taking this over for sure. And it's going to be a good backlash. I, I can't wait to see. I'm excited. I am stoked. But yes, I got, of course, back bunny on this. No, and now, time, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, to bring this individual in. He is here. The man himself. He is the invisible man of podcasting. Let me bring him in. The invisible man himself, Matt Callis, ladies and gentlemen. He is here and in the flesh. Matt Callis in the flesh, all yes, the all the sir. Stanford Stooges just don't know. <laughs> That's know, right. And and these glass, you know, these glasses they come with possession, of course. You know, I, <laughs> do my ears deceive me, Ivan? The the Stanford Stooges are running a show in San Juan San Juan Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, <laughs> I'm excited for backlash. To be honest, I'm actually really excited. It's going to be. I think because, uh, like I was mentioning Incredible. earlier, I think. Hello, Tim. What is going on? What is going 
Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh man. Good to yes, yes, yes. Oh, it should be really yeah. It should be really fun for sure. All right, man. Matt Callis, you know what time it is. I think it's that time. And you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. It's time. It's time. It's beta time. Dynamite, ladies and gentlemen, of course, that happened 96 hours ago. And well, I mean, I was actually pretty happy. I was not, I was not disappointed with dynamite. Actually, it was a really, really good dynamite. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was looking bad. Um, and oh, man, but shit, I think it's time to get into the action here, baby. Let's get into it here. So we're gonna get into the matches before getting into the promos. You know, be you know, there's some promos that I want to talk about. I think we'll talk about it right after. But let's start off with the opening matchup. Of course, you have Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship versus Bandito. Look, man, Orange Cassidy has been booked very, very good. More than Wardlow, unfortunately, than than a, than a TNT belt. Uh, I digress. I don't. That's something I'll talk about at the end. But yes, we do have the international line, right? So then, also we, this matchup was great. I enjoyed it top to bottom. Uh the the offensive moves that you know Bandino and Cassidy with each other. Uh I did notice one thing: the ending of the match, which I think they botched it because I think. They did not call it where it's supposed to be called because you noticed that it right towards the end. Bandito was kind of like, What's next? What should we do? Because I guess it was gonna beat him with the orange punch, but I guess he did it the first time and then he threw him. Like, I guess he threw him again, then he landed it and then he landed it and then got to win. Of course, Orange retaining the international championship. But it was a good opening match. Man. Shout out to Orange Cassidy getting booked very well every week, and he's the only guy who's defending. That international title every Wednesday on Dynamite. We do not see the TNT title defended like that every week, which it should be. That's your first title that you created, Tony Khan. You created that title. You should have made the relevancy for that belt. You should have, damn it. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> You're bullshit, Tony Khan. I'm tired of it. <laughs> You're booking the stem belt. Like, like, it's better than a TNT. If that's the case, then get rid of the TNT then, damn it. I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. I'm going to take this shit. You're still going to get it no matter what every Sunday here on Circle of the Baker from me. You're going to get it from me because I'm tired of your shit, Tony Khan. You're not booking this belt right. I am sick of it. Sick. I'm tired of not booking that TNT belt. And, we'll, and see, there you go. Nick saying what is going on. <laughs> but, no, man. Yeah. I digress, Michaelis. I apologize. <sighs> Take it away. Give us your thoughts about this no, I, matchup. It's it's some it's a comparison I will not stop making ever that Orange Cassidy is America's Tetsuya Naito, and this only further proves it because of the way he works with luchadors. Oh, that's right. You know, tet I I think uh, after Orange Cassidy's had his run with this belt. With the with the with the international championship, like after he's had his great run, and his, I think they could send him to Mexico and he could hold the AAA title and face luchadors. I think he'd be very interesting down there, and especially since his character, you don't have to worry about the whole him needing a translator or anything like that because it's Orange Cassidy. 
I mean, uh, you know, Espanol, it's still, I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> the, th- the, it's still, the thumbs up is still the same thing <laughs> in Espanol, in Latin America. In Latin America, so, yeah. Yeah, so Orange Cassidy, like, like this is kind of a preview of that. Him and either CML, CMLL or AAA, he'd, he'd be great in either one. And this is just proving that even more is like him working with Bandito. You know, uh, botches happen. It's just like um, uh, car accidents with great drivers or, you know, or, or anything else, you know. Now, as for Bandito, the future runs down the road is what's going to go on with him. My guess is I think I think Bandito would be best suited making his return to Ring of Honor. And then, you know, if they need something good for the storylines, you know, they could bring him in to like a major title storyline, like a long he he'd be he'd be good in a long feud too, you know, because there was a there was a lot of unfinished business in, in the Ring of Honor world, but eventually, you know. You know, Ring of Honor is a separate entity. They're, they're doing, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a universe that could spill in and spill out whenever they want it to. So more or less, but more or less, this is a great display of, I mean, it, I'm pretty sure Bandito's had matches against Naito himself. So maybe we could make some comparisons. Like I could probably watch back those matches and see if there's anything in common. You know, the laid back guy versus the high flyer. You know the mm. high flying losing war. There's there's mm. there's a special chemistry there. Maybe Orange Cassidy. You know, Orange Cassidy hasn't gone one on one with the uh, because I've only seen him in tag matches against the Lucha Brothers, but he hasn't gone one on one with Penta Pentagon Dark Pentel Cero Miedo. Right? I don't think he's had one on one with them yet, has he? I, you talk about orange with Penta? Yeah, with I orange. Yeah. I think they have. I don't know. I have to go. It's a good question. I don't. I don't. Yeah, we got. We got to look back. Mm-hmm. We got. We, we got to run it back. And if not, you know, I'm pretty, pretty sure there's there's him against any of the luch doors. He could he could work magic, especially like, in it, I I think his other persona, the the fire ant in Chikara, when he was when he was the fire ant in Chikara, he has past experience as a luchador so he's more than familiar with that style mm-hmm. you know i'm pretty sure it's what he trained in as well so he definitely has that in his arsenal and you know i i think that's also the good thing about if you're if you're an underdog type of gimmick you don't have to like lift guys up completely you don't have to use power you don't have to be scary and that's the best thing about this gimmick you don't have to talk too much you don't have to it's like it's it's set up there and the kids love it so, I mean, it's a, it's a win-win on both sides of the, the, this. So, I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, this match was great, Justin. It was a, it was a great matchup, man. I really enjoyed it. I forgot an Orange Cassidy was fire. Yeah, he was firing. Chikara. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. Eddie, Ed, and Eddie Kingston in Chikara. <laughs> yes, right. Eddie Kingston was in Chikara, too. Penton Orange has never oh, – okay, so they never have. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate you for letting us know that. So, yeah, they so, never so – so that'll be that'll be a really good one on coming because because give them I think those two could work a lot of magic because it's it's one thing to not speak the language it's another thing to choose not to speak it at all <laughs> and it's the and the language I'm talking about is English. 
Very, very true, man. Could we see a Naito in orange? I would love to see that. Right? <laughs> He's the only one we didn't see at Forbidden Door. And I don't know what the reason was. He probably had just previous uh, engagements, plans, whatever it is. But I'm pretty sure he's first on the list for for Forbidden Door. He's got to be in an angle with somebody, you know. But if they keep him around past Forbidden Door or before, you know, it, Cassie's got to be in the top three opponents. You know, I, I've got Moxley in there as well. And then I've got like one and, and then Samoa Joe is my other big one. So I, I'd rather see Orange Samoa and Joe's Naito. my main one. I rather see Samoa, Orange and Naito for sure. Samoa Joe, Moxley, and then Naito. Yeah. I mean, we'll wait and see. We'll see how that turns out. All right. Get into the next match of the yeah, year. Samoa course, Joe. Or. Orange Cassidy and Moxley for me against Naito. See, look, even I, I got you, I got you, I got you, Jensen. Yes, give us Naito and Orange. Yes, we would love <laughs> to see that. Yes, I would. It would Ned yeah. Flanders me too. Hell yeah, I think it would definitely Ned Flanders me. I would. I man, I, I hope we get that Forbidden Door. So Tony Khan, if you're watching this or you're listening to this. Look, make that match happen, Demon. We want you to make it happen. Please, man. Let's man. fucking go. Go, baby. Let's go. You got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. All right. Let's get into it. Of course, that's Hardwood versus Jeff Jarrett. Jesus Christ. Where's De Niro when I need him? Because I know De Niro knows that I do not, do not like this man. Double J. I don't. I just, I just don't. He got the win here. He got the win in this matchup. I, I cannot believe this shit. Yeah, I can't believe it. How the hell did Jeff Jarrett win this match? This was this match was slow, slow pace. I know because it, look, I'll give credit where credit's due. Jarrett, for his age, could go. I'm not gonna hate it. It is what it is. He's fine with it. That's Hardwood. Look great. He, you know, they're both. I feel. Hardwood control most of the match. I think he was a shot caller in this match and more than Jared. Uh, but there was a couple misses, like one or one botch, I guess it when it was a when they're running with between the ropes, shoulder tackle, one shoulder tackle was missed. But it, that's fine. It happens. Like you mentioned earlier, it's a botch, it happens. But uh this match was good. Good for Jared for this win. I hate the fact how he won, of course, because Sanjay Dutt getting involved. Uh, but and I mean We'll see. I, I I think this match was good, solid for Dax. Could I say was, was this his best match? No, it wasn't. I, I yes, slap nuts. Uh, I was yes. This match was rough to watch. And then yes, I know, I know it was rough, and that's why I'm like, <laughs> why, why? Oh, but yeah, I digress. I don't know, Matt Callis. What are your thoughts of this one? I think I think one of the things that we could get out of this is, you know, a, Jeff Jarrett, I, I like him as a heel. Uh, I've watched, uh, if, if I haven't told you guys a story, I had a black box in my parents' bedroom, and that's where I watched almost every episode of TNA that I could watch. So, Jeff Jarrett, I probably owe you some money, and I'm not paying you any a, a penny. <laughs> 
You're not. I'm not going to give you any money for the the episodes of of uh, T- the early episodes of TNA that I watched for free. You know, so I'm going to say nice things about you now in exchange for, you know, me getting to watch all those TNA episodes for free through a black box. <laughs> who else, by the way, who else here can confess to having a black box and watching like. I mean, shit, yeah. me. I mean, black boxes me. were cool, huh? Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Did you watch South, South Park and, and The Mummy and all those movies on pay-per-view yes. for free? That I, was baller. I, that, that was shit. baller. That was baller. But uh, so to Jeff Jarrett, though, it's his work as a heel. I, I, I like some of the in-ring stuff he's done, you know, and I think later on down the line, him versus uh, Jericho wouldn't be like just one last time because because that was like an on the way out. He was on the way out. Jericho was on the way in and WWE back in the day, WWF, you know, Jarrett went to WCW, Jarrett, um, <sighs> Jarrett went to WCW, Jericho came in. So maybe that's a little, and maybe they could do a little tribute to China or something since she was part of that whole story. So that'd be, that'd be kind of like a nice kind of nod, a little run back or something like that. I don't know, maybe have X-Pac as a guest referee. Who knows? But, but um, Jeff Jarrett and all, you could probably get a few, uh, in my opinion, I'll, I'll call them dream matches because I don't really have the same hate for him that everybody else does. You know, that, the whole, he, it, he didn't ruin TNA. It was Dixie Carter, in my opinion. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I it was, that. yeah, Jeff, Jeff is, Jeff always kind of wanted to like cut, keep costs low and, and lit and promote within his means and be strategic about it. You know, Vince Russo is Vince Russo. That's that's its own thing. That's that you can't keep him from being him. You know, Vince Russo is Vince Russo. That's all I'll say. That's, that's true. like, that's like, it's like you know, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if 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 WWE want everybody to talk like a wild maniac, they could just get Alex Jones and Vince Russo, and they could just you know watch the ratings go all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> But oh. but Jared, I I like to I, I don't mind Jared winning, and I think Jared could have Jeff Jarrett could have some great uh, dream matches. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing him against any of the top guys because I think you could get some really good fuel, some really good feuds. You know, but throw him against any of the pillars. I think he could get he could bring stuff out of the younger guys. Is what I'm thinking, just because he's good with more verbal storylines and emotional. Because Jarrett. Chris Jericho's good with that dramatic storyline, and so is and so is Jeff Jarrett. Because I've seen all the AJ Styles feuds and the R Truth feuds and the Raven feuds, and they were very emotionally charged, promo-driven storylines. And if he could do that, and with with you know more with old school style in ring, you know that's however you want it. I mean, he, he's not bad with like AJ. He did so many great things with AJ, and AJ is a high flyer. So. Well, imagine what he could do with with Kenny. Imagine what he could do with Jungle Boy. Imagine what he could do with anybody else. Jeff Jarrett has a great arsenal behind him. You know, I don't really have that hate for him. So, I, I like this. Okay, fair, it's fair. I mean, it's fair. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not, so I, I don't. So, and just letting you know, Jeff Jarrett, I don't owe you anything now because I've said all these <laughs> nice things. <laughs> All those past, I'm I'm gonna 
I could watch the whole TNA library free of charge just for all these nice things I've said about you <laughs> and your career. Oh, definitely. I, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We will see how this turned out to be. All right. Now it's the four pillars. The four pillars tournament matchup. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen. Of course, we did see the segments earlier. The kissing. Kissing the forehead. Oh, we're buddies. We're best buds. We saw that. The whole, the whole time, you know, through the segments of Dynamite. And, of course, Darby, you know, I mean, MJF. Of course, he was going to interfere in this one. And mind you, earlier that, that Dynamite, Darby was, you know, letting Jungle Boy know, hey, you know what, if you can have my back. I would appreciate it very much because he knows that MJ is going to get involved. But Jungle Boy never did. He never came out in this matchup. By the way, this match was solid, by the way. Oh, my God, that 720 through the table. Jesus, I didn't think he was going to do it, but he actually fucking did it. And He's like, don't you know I'm local? <laughs> That's what he says. Every time he does it. I'm I local, know, everybody. <laughs> Well, man, this match was great. It was good. It was a uh, good storytelling from Darby as well. Uh, of course, you know MJF getting involved, uh, throwing the skateboard in, and causing you know Darby to get disqualified. And then you you know you get the uh, the announcement. Sammy won the tournament. He'll be facing MJF at Double or Nothing. And of course, you know uh, <laughs> Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. Of course, making an announcement. Listen, listen here, you prick. Listen here, prick. Tony Khan just informed me that we're gonna have Sammy. You may won this tournament. However, though, if next week on Dynamite it will be you and MJF versus Darby and Jungle Boy. If Sammy and MJF win, Sammy will face MJF at the War Nothing. If Darby and Jungle Boy wins, they will be added. To the matchup, so it'll be a fatal four way at double or nothing, which it was expected. I fucking called this one. They have to prolong this feud, and they did it right. I'm not gonna say they did it wrong, they did it absolutely right. They had to prolong this, and the way how they did it, I'm not gonna, I like it. I actually like this story right now, how they're booking it. And this was a great job that they how they're, they're doing, how they're telling the story, and how they're prolonging and heading into. Double or nothing. Now, here's the thing. Here's a catch, though, that I have. is now it's time after that match happens. One and when they win, which is Jungle Boy and Darby. That I'm already calling it already. But I feel it's time to get them serious now. Now it's time to get the serious mode. What I said weeks ago, make us feel that MJF belt is in trouble. Make us feel that maybe one of these three men could actually take it away from MJF. That's what we want to see. And maybe what we can see as well is MJF probably doing trials with tribulations uh, towards these three guys, mainly Darby and, and Jungle Boy. I don't think Sammy, but we'll see. But I like this. Good feud, good matchup, a good weight storytelling. I enjoyed this. I'm excited for Double or Nothing, and I'm excited for these four pillars. Four young athletes actually main eventing a fucking pay-per-view, which I'm very stoked for all four of them. Matt Callis, give us your take on this one. You know, if they really left it flat without the Tony Schiavone talking, if it wasn't a fatal four-way, I could clearly see people changing the channel on that main event 
because you know sammy doesn't sammy's not all that popular right now at this moment and mjf you know he may be a beloved heel i guess somewhat of a, a lovable hate but they really the audience really needs a baby face to root for so like you really need darby and you really need jungle boy you know or either or in the in this in this feud because we really uh, regardless of the result of the fatal four-way you need you always need a baby face in there to root for because it's too much of a it, it it would be right now sammy guevara, guevara is good that he's leaning into the hate that's the best thing he could do right now because it's gonna he has to find something to get everybody to like him like i wonder how much the aw audience would like sammy guevara if he found the cure for cancer next week like just out of nowhere <laughs> I, I like 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 would he, would he still be booed by half the audience if he did something like that or if he discovered the potion to immortality or <laughs> or he found a resource meteor full, full of gold like he's got to he's got to do something you know he i i don't know maybe resurrect all the res all the wrestlers that you love that passed away he's got like he he's got to become a necromancer like what the <laughs> Sammy's got to do something crazy to get like steal all of Elon Musk money and give it to us. Like what, what's he going to do? <laughs> what I, actually everybody comment, what does Sammy Guevara have to do for you to him to, for you to get you to like him at this point in time? Cause I, 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 I can't think of something he could do to get me to, I don't know, pay all my bills. You know, <laughs> you could, Sammy Guevara could pay all my bills and fix my car. And you know, so house what, of wizards. What can Sammy Guevara, <laughs> I've, I've been, I mean, what can what can Sammy Guevara do for you, for you to get him to like him? Uh, I, I, I got nothing against the guy, man. But, but Grady over here saying that for him to become a wizard, then he'll like him. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, to become a wizard, yeah. Uh, Justin said, even though the mini tournament was a waste of time, we know that we're getting the fatal four way, which is yeah, awesome. Let's fucking go, yeah, baby, go. But Justin, what what can Sammy Guevara do for you? Yeah, <laughs> like mow your lawn. What, what what could what could Sammy do for you, J Man? We want to know. Mow your lawn, much... do your taxes, brush your teeth, get rid of your cavities. <laughs> Organ what transplant. Can he do for you? <laughs> Organ transplant. <laughs> oh my God! I, I Sammy, for me, could do. I just stop getting in trouble, man. Stop getting into fights. Stop <laughs> on people's bad side. Like, come on, you know, do something. Like, oh, like Jesus. Andrade's hiding behind the trash can near his house. It's like, what's up, Cabron? You you forgot about me? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like I, Andrade's just right there. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what he could do for me. Um. Uh, it's, I don't know. Uh, it, it's tough, man. It's a, it's a tough one of what he could do for me. But uh, I'm excited for this one, though. Oh, look. Let's see. Turn on Jericho and we're set. <laughs> there you go. That's what he could do for me. <laughs> Turn on Jericho. There we go. That's pretty simple. That's pretty simple. I like that. that, that you sure, that you sure, you're sure you don't want him to wash your car or rotate your tires? <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I don't think he's going to want that. I don't think so. But, man. All right. Let's get into this. Adam Cole, baby. And the gajolt. The Oh my God, like a joke. The Tom Brady professional wrestling prince Jericho and the jazz, the jazz of Jericho Appreciation Society. The segment, of course, Adam Cole earlier was calling out, uh, calling out, you know, Jericho to come out of the ring. Jericho was in the Titan Trot, of course. And they say, no, you stupid idiot. No, I'm not going to be there, blah, blah, blah. But my boys will be there. We got, of course, the rest of the JAS coming out, beating down, you know, Adam Cole. And then, of course, we did see Bandito and Orange, which shocked me out of nowhere. Why would they come and help this guy? Uh, you know, we saw earlier, you know, when Rene Paquette was, you know, interviewing Adam Cole, he left. And then Orange and Bandito came. Oh, you want to talk about our match? Oh, no, we just talking about, you know, with Adam Cole. Oh, oh. And they both left. But then I guess I don't know what made their minds up. And they came and say, you know, try to make the save, you know, to Adam Cole against the JAS. But even they got beat down until one man... One song came out, the Kill Switch Engage. I'm like, who the hell is this Kill Switch Engage? Like, wait a minute, this ain't CM Punk. This better not be a CM uh-huh. Punk. Disillusion. <laughs> right? And then we do get, of course, he made his debut. Oh, let's just put his fucking shit out there. Let's put it up there because he, this man. Is now officially all elite. That is right. Roger Strong is officially all elite. And good thing he kept it quiet of him leaving WWE. And WWE, I gave him for credit for keeping it quiet. I don't know how, but they really, really kept it quiet on this one. But congratulations for Roger Strong to be signed to this oversaturated promotion with an oversaturated roster. I will be seeing you on dark. <laughs> I'm not gonna see you on dynamite. Damn, I saw so fucked up. <laughs> I am so fucked up for doing that. <laughs> but it's the truth. Like it's just so oversaturated. Okay, now you have him, Kyle O'Reilly, who's still signed with AEW, but he's actually out. Oh, Matt Callis went down. I wonder what happened. He should be back hopefully shortly. But man, Roderick Strong to uh to AEW, guys. Am I happy with this? No, I'm not. I am not happy with this at all. This is an unfortunate. Uh, I'm just not a happy camper with this one. We'll see. Uh, but my thoughts overall, Roderick, you know what? I'm happy that he is signed, but I just don't feel like now. Okay, are we going to get the undisputed coming back? All right, there we go. Sarah, there yeah, sorry, the, the signal. So anyways, um, I guess thoughts on Roderick Strong is that one of the main issues with uh, having a large roster is you could think about it this way. You know, if it's oversaturated, I guess you could have a good away team to send out to different places. Maybe send out, you know, because there's already like Christopher Daniels in, in all Japan and uh, Eddie Kingston, New Japan. They they should just have like rotating people to like foreign like this is the Foreign Legion group, you know da 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 da. So Roderick Strong, I mean, for those who are only familiar with his WWE work, his Ring of Honor works absolutely astounding. He faced Oka- he faced Okada in a baseball stadium one on one, 
And the audience, everybody in that baseball stadium was going, let's go, Roddy. Let's go, Roddy. You know, the whole the whole audience was behind him at that Ring of Honor show. So if you guys, whoever's enrolled with Honor Club, definitely watch Kazuchika Okada versus Roderick Strong. He's a great singles athlete. He's a former Ring of Honor champion. And I think he, I, I think because of his history with Ring of Honor, once again, that's somebody you should, I guess he could go to Ring of Honor in the meantime. If not, you know, yeah, don't have him backstage. Send him to Ring of Honor. They could build them up as another brand within, under Tony Khan's umbrella. You know, I like that. I like what Justin said right there. I like what he said. Send him in the G1. Japan to the G1. Yeah. Oh. He's got a history with Okada. I don't mind. Like, he could hold the IWGP title. Like, I forgot what it, what the match was, whether it was Okada facing him for the G- Ring of Honor title or if he was facing Okada for the new for the IWGP heavyweight title. I'm not sure if it was one or the other, but it, it had to be one of those two either because I, kn- I had a feeling Roddy was Roddy was champion. You know, the whole audience was going, let's go, Roddy, Okada, let's go, Roddy. Like, it's it's a great match visually because I think one of the things that is to appreciate about promotions that aren't called WWE is whenever they make the ring and the stadium look different. When it's like an outdoor show, like a baseball stadium, because both New Japan and Ring of Honor have done baseball stadiums, or they've done like an outdoor show. There was like an outdoor outdoor wrestling show in the rain by the river where it was uh Minoru Suzuki versus Okada the great draw in the rain so it, it's stuff like that like that's the kind of magic I want to see back with Roderick Strong let's do Roderick Strong on an oil tanker for with Ring of Honor or something like that on the on the Queen Mary you ever been there Ivan the Queen yeah, Mary, the Queen Mary. Yes. they could do it Ring of Honor could do it over there do some kind of special you know event you know, they can do something on a boat. They can do it on a submarine. I don't know. <laughs> do something. Do you something know what? Unique. You know what? Because, you know, and and I'm with you, Justin, you know, same. I'm good with him getting signed a promotion, maybe float around RH on Saturday. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ring of Honor, I think, will, will fit him perfect. Uh, I think he's able to help, you know, develop that roster because he's a, how you mentioned his credentials, you know, how you mentioned him, Michaelis. But one thing about, Okay, something got me really theory because when Justin said this too about the G1, remember that uh, I know that we're derailing and going off subject here, but in Dotaku, we talked about it at New Japan Weekly show yesterday, Bakley and I. Who's going to be that third person teaming up with Okada because it's Okada challenging Strong Style for the never open six man title, uh, which he's challenging Minoru, Renarita, and Desperado. He already has Tomohiro Ishii as his partner. He's missing one mm-hmm. more. Maybe this could be the guy. Maybe he's got a history history with him. Maybe Mm -hmm. we can see that. Maybe we can see Roddy mixing up with Jacob or Osprey, Shiko Takagi, naming a few. Ned freaking Flanders. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yes, Netty all day for you. Netty all day. Send send Roddy back to FIP. I missed that promotion. Do you remember that that promotion? I got to look it up. Uh, I'm I'm behind on my I'm behind on uh is it is it ja- is FIP Japanese or is it or is it a uh Graydon is that a Japanese promotion because I don't remember FIP I'm trying to remember that 
tell us about it. Yes, tell details us in the comments. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll say about this in general about Roderick Strong is that this Adam Cole storyline is not going to last forever. Like, it's it'll probably go on maybe at the very most. Impact Pro Wrestling. There you go. So, it it will be from this month until next month. And it'll probably come to a conclusion at whatever pay-per-view, you know. But Roderick Strong, and then he'll have whatever one-on-one uh, -on -one feud. And then he's going to kind of fade into the background. And that's when they should just pull the trigger on him with Ring of Honor and put him in, put him in the title picture. He'd be pretty good against Claudio in the title picture of Ring of Honor. He could, he could do stuff in the title pic picture of Ring of Honor. And he could do G1 stuff at the same time. So... He could, he could collect some paychecks. He could get some Tony money. He could get some Kakushi money. <laughs> yeah, Kakushi money. Kakuchi money. Yeah, that was his name. <laughs> I know. I've been. I was just. I was just thinking about that the other day. You know, the the amount uh, of Japanese people that have that as a last name. You know, it was like hello, watashi wa Kikuchi desu. <laughs> so it's like all the. All the Kikuchis, Japan. Japan's got a lot of Kikuchis. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm not being. I'm not being gross. That's, I, I, that's I'm, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just exactly. I, I, I haven't saying, said a word. We're not saying anything. It's a very common last name. It's just oh. like the first. It's like the first name Dick. Like if your name's Richard. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what I say. I got nothing to say at all. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke. You know, like, but yeah, they, they, they... that's his name. <laughs> I can't say anything else. Right. Oh, Dick Van Dyke and Kikuchi. Oh, you know? my goodness. This is <laughs> Jesus. Okay. But man, I'm happy for Roderick. Good for him. We'll see, you know, what will happen. And <laughs> oh, man. I'm just excited for Roderick Strong. Let's see what he does. I hope, you know, I have everybody here in the chat mentioned, you know, he got these dream matches. I want him to be book good. Tony Khan, book this man very well. Or have him in Ring of Fucking Honor then. Jesus, mm -hmm. man, there's so much shit they could do with Roderick Strong. Uh, I, 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 of course, we're familiar with Roderick, seeing him here at PWG. Uh, I, man, big fan of Roderick. Under, so underrated. I wish he was called up to the... It, I... There's a lot of things I like want to digress about it, but that's it is what it is. That he I'm happy that he found a new place, a new home, along with his wife, Marina Shafir. So good for them. Very happy for them that they're actually together. Yeah, we get we're keeping families together. That's also mm -hmm. a nice thing to know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, we got the TBS championship on the line. Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie La Huera Loca. And uh I'm gonna I this match for me, it was good for oh, let's see, hold on, before I even get into it, let's see what Grady got to say. Uh, Full Impact Pro was founded by the former creator of Ring of Honor, part of Shine Wrestling, and formerly of Dragon Gate. I'm a big oh. Dragon Gate fan, so let's see. Look, that's definitely something I, I need to check out, especially since I'm a Dragon Gate fan. Mm -hmm. But look, this match to me was so flat. In a way, for a car, for a tie, unfortunately, uh, for Jade, it looked very well for her. 
I don't know if it's just me because I'm really so used to seeing Taya live in in ring action. She performs great. Here, to this match for me here was not her best, in my opinion. I'm not going to get shitted on, but it it wasn't like I was impressed of Taya's performance. I feel that the chemistry was not much there, but I feel that this match was overall to make Jade look good, which she did look great in the match. Um, I just felt it very slow. Um, I wish it was a little bit more heavy hitting, uh, which it was a little bit, but not as much. Uh, I did like the superplex that Jade did to Taya. Uh, it just like the offensive moves of Taya did to Jade was not selling to me. Like I wish it could have been better, and maybe Jade couldn't wasn't selling it at the same time, which I'm trying to right, right, you know, recollect so, my memory. I've been so like more of a brawl, basically, a little bit more I, of a brawl. Yeah, I kind of wanted more of a bra, but also, you know, at the same time, moves is fine. But it just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Like, I don't know if you heard the crowd. The crowd wasn't really much feeling it either. Uh, but I, uh, it did. I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing Taya, you know, probably going heel, maybe. I mean, we saw she almost fucking give her the finisher to Rev, Rev Audrey, almost, you know, and, and how Justin mentioned in the chat now that, yeah, she tried it twice. She couldn't make it. So, yeah, it made her look stupid. I, I know. It made her look stupid because she tried to go for it twice and she thought, forgot, oh, I can't win with that, with that, you know, with that finish. So it's just like, oh, man. But I, this match was okay. Good for Jade with the roll-up pin. I think that this feud is still going to continue. I think it's going to, I I think it's gonna head to the direction that Taya's gonna go heel. And I don't I don't mind Taya going heel. She could be a face or a heel, but I prefer her more as a heel. Give her give her plenty of microphone time and and that plenty too. of time to shine with the with the arsenal. Yeah, that too. But I this match was okay. It wasn't the best of Taya though. I hope that they could, you know, rekindle that again and make it better. Uh if they have a rematch. I mean, that's just me. I don't know how do you feel, Mike. Let's take it away. I gotta say, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely agree with you on the brawling end of things because, because especially with kind of the story they've built so far, it doesn't really, you know, I we we've had this conversation with Jeremy Prophet. Does every match have to start with a lockup? No, not really. It doesn't. And does every match have to be a grappling festival? Neither, not that either. Yeah. So I think it's it's just. Especially with with all of her experience, I think that I think maybe it might be Jade's lack of experience in because I don't think I've seen enough of her with the boxing thing. Maybe we got to put Jade more in the what do you call it? More of the the boxing and, and striking, grappling, and brawling one hundred and one, wrestling brawling one hundred and one. All the all the pro brawling, all the brawling wrestlers should definitely give her the one hundred and one on that. Cause like like Brian Danielson's got the kicks and and he's got punches, but you know maybe maybe it might be interesting seeing if she adds kind of like a boxing type thing in her arsenal. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but I don't know. This match I felt it kind of flat. I I just hope that they could rekindle this and make it right. I hope they do. We'll have to wait to see how you know. We'll see how this feud prolongs. I mean. I just have a feeling that we might see Taya going heel, and I do not mind it at all. I don't mind it. I don't know if you feel the same, I, but I don't mind this. I don't mind this to be a for her to go full on heel for sure. I don't mind it. She was she was kind of that next T for a little bit. She just needs you know 
I, I think as, as long as the character shines through, as long as we get to see plenty of character and plenty of personality, you know, because I think the, the, the one thing you, you have to avoid the most in wrestling is, is blandness. That's the one thing you have to avoid. You have to avoid blandness and mediocrity. You know, it's, it's, good, to, it's good to be bad and it's good to be good. You just don't want to be so white meat. You don't want to be boring. Just be not anything but boring. <laughs> That's very, very true. All right. Now let's get into the main event of Dynamite. And, of course, we did have the Butcher the Blade versus Kenny Omega and Konoshite Takashita. Everybody call Takashita, but it's Konoshite Takashita. 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 Let's see. Before we get into it, let's see what Justin got to say. It feels like AEW is waiting for Chris Statlander. It, I, I get if that was their next in line, but it's not benefiting TBS title by waiting. I agree. It's going to be a long time because I don't, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but if, if they're going to really, they can't, you can't wait another year and a half for this. Come on. You can't I heard wait. she's uh, almost there in recovery, but I don't yeah. know how long, you know? And then on top of that, you know, ring rust on, on top of that. So, you know, so it's, it's only so much, but yeah, well, Let's continue with this one. Yes, main event time. This was a good matchup. I think it was a good highlight more for Konoste. I think he did a great job. I like his performance in this main event. Uh, the chemistry that him and Kenny, like you could, you can literally tell that this match was like a teacher and student teaming up, kind of like how it was. Uh, what happened with uh, Kushida and Kevin Knight? How they teamed up, and uh, I know I'm comparing New Japan here, but it, this is like DDT, you know, reunion here. Kenny Omega and Konoste right here. And so good to see that chemistry. I like the uh, the, the the team moves they did together, uh, especially the, the the flying knees. Oh, it just everything was good. And Butcher looks great. But I want to add, Butcher looks fucking great. He looks in great shape. I've been saying that for quite some time. I've been digressing for these two guys. I'm happy they got a main event here on Dynamite, but these guys should be the next in line to get those tag team titles. They should be, you know, feuding with FTR. I wouldn't mind seeing them. Both of them are, if you if you've listened to them on podcasts, both of them are pretty good talkers. The, yes. the in, here's here's the interesting thing. It, it might throw. It, this is kind of what Butcher and Blade pointed out about their voices is that the Blade actually has a deeper voice than the Butcher, even though the Butcher's the bigger guy. You know, it's like okay, he plays guitar in a heavy metal band. He's a big dude. He's got the beard. He's got you know a huge guy. So you would expect to hear you know. A deeper voice but he has a higher voice than the blade but they have they have actually great sounding speaking voices so i i'd like to hear them cut like some promos and stretch that muscle a little bit because they 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 could definitely talk you know just yeah i give them a, a bit of a chance and you know and for those who don't know the blade under his previous is his previous personas he was pepper parks the the cheerleader boy from uh along during the time of John Moxley's early days. And, you know, uh, Jeff Carpenter was telling us stories about that, you know, about the, the early days of the blade when he went by the name pepper. So it's old, old CZW. Uh, what was that? The Ohio Valley wrestling kind of time period, you know, from those days. And, and this match with Takeshita and Kenny, I'm kind of hoping it leads to Chris Brooks eventually coming into the picture. 
I you knew know. it. I why why would I surprise you were gonna bring Chris Brooks in this movie? I have to I have to bring Chris <laughs> up just because his main rival is is Takeshita. So he could uh, he could be come in on either side of this and I and be perfectly fine. Because the main thing is it right now Blackpool Combat Club is mostly veterans that everybody knows, or at least most everybody knows. You know, Claudio, not as much by that name. Everybody knows him. Most people know him by as Cesaro. So I guess it could, it could be Danielson and, and Mox could kind of roll off a little bit and do something else, you know, and give maybe the, some of the younger guys, a top, more of a top, younger or lesser known guys, a little bit more time to shine. So that's why I'm kind of glad for a match like this, you know. Let let the newer guys, let the younger guys, let the lesser known guys more time to shine, more time to get known. You know, yeah. don't make the same mistakes WCW makes. And this is one of the mistakes they're not making. Not everybody knows Butcher and Blade. Not everybody knows Konosuke Takeshita. And I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have a feeling that what, what happened on Wednesday is leading to Takeshita turning on and joining. Yep. The, yep. Bringing either Hangman or, or and Kota Ibushi for the fifth. Like yep. I said, like yeah. I said. And and Koda has a history, and Koda Ibushi has a history with the cash down. They're also rivals. That see, that's something that I wasn't aware that there were rivals in DDT. So that's something that enlighten us, Matt Callis. Let all the Stanford Stooges. Let me just play it. Play it. Did you do? Oh shit! Where the hell is it? Yes, Stanford Stooges. You want to? Yeah, Stanford Stooges. Is that? Yeah, the cash Takeshita was a pretty young champion as well. He, he he's been DDT champion a handful of times, and I think after Abushi was kind of out of the picture, he was kind of the way his look was like before he grew his hair long and the way his gear looked. It seems like he was gearing up to be kind of like the next Abushi. You know, he does comedy matches and he does serious matches, and one of the best serious matches is him versus Chris Brooks, my personal favorite. So. You know, if if not Kota Ibushi, you know, I guess uh, even maybe after the Ibushi blood and guts match, maybe it would be a good time to kind of introduce Chris Brooks, give him the microphone because he's a hell of a talker. He sounds like Benedict Cumberbatch when he talks. So mm. the something about voices like it, it's it's something, uh, you know, if Mike De Niro is with us right now, I'll say that. A promo voice is just as important as like a hip hop voice or singing voice. It's the timbre of it. You know, people, you could tell Dusty Rhodes's voice, Ric Flair's voice, Jericho's voice. Like it's, it's sometimes it's the tone of your voice or how you say things, you know, that's why I I mentioned, I bring up this whole thing with the sound of the voice, you know, Uh, Cornette kind of got, rips people open for people's voices sounding a certain way, but that's something they can't help. So it's best to lean into it. In my opinion, you know, butcher can lean into kind of the higher pitch kind of nerdy sounding voice he has and kind of be like a nerdy evil guy. As long as you lean into it and you own it, it it could work, you know, that's very, very true. But man, and of course we just see, you know, the, the whole aftermath, everything we talked about that, but I want to talk about, you know, <clears throat> getting into what happened on Dynamite of what's going on. I mean, we got the announcement. Tony Khan announcing the Owen Hart tournament is back. The men's and women's side, we're seeing that. We're seeing, of course, you know, uh, Wardlow 
Look, he beat you know his squash match, and of course Arn cut a promo, and then we see Luchasaurus and Christian just came out for um, a few seconds, and then that's it. I mean, what <laughs> they the don't fuck even was say that? anything. They're just like, "Hi, bye." Yeah, like I, I, I was like, you just wasted a fucking time that you could have give to another woman's match, Tony Khan, like or something. That I was like, the fuck. Yeah, like what was that? Like it just. Uh, I just don't get it. We should have uh, the the Krusty the Clown uh, clip where it's like, "What the hell was that?" Yes, I should post that. <laughs> but man, and then we don't know what's going on with the Outcasts, and of course, Britt and Jamie. Eventually, I don't know what how they're they're really taking the storyline forever. They need to figure this shit out already for them to start booking it for double or nothing. They need to start already with that. They haven't done anything yet for for us to be like, okay, what's going to be the stipulation for the match? Uh, I still want Outcast to add a fourth member, which it should be Athena, a former WWE. Do you have all your former WWE who was like, you know, make it your your NWO? Your, there you go. Just your, your outsiders that have Athena added to it. You have Britt, Jamie Hayter. You can add probably Jade Cargill to that, you know, to that equation, and you can add Taya Valkyrie to the Outcast. So you have. So that's five already. There are five girls, and then you can have on this one. You can have Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, uh, Jade Cargill. You could add Riho to it because she was the first women's champion, uh, and then you could add you could add Thunder Rosa into the mix. And there you go. You have your five on five. That's why I feel that they should go ahead that direction. But I don't know how what they're gonna do with that. I hope they really do Which something. Women's blood and guts match. Yes, or women's stadium stampede it doesn't matter. Like this is yeah. like anything. <laughs> That's what I would love to see. And then that'll be, as, that'll be fun. Because I mean would... Brit Brit already kind of has some experience doing kind of like a women's stadium stampede. Well, it was her versus was it Brit versus Red Velvet, or was it Brit versus what was the match where Brit got stabbed with the syringe? Oh, it was Red Velvet. Yeah. <laughs> Britt got actually stabbed with a syringe. She's like, ah, it's one of my syringes. <laughs> you can stab me with it. I'm like, good Lord. Like, But, I mean, I don't know what the hell. And then, which, I'm going to figure out Jay, Jay White's booking is where I am pissed. Because I, you're booking him with fucking Ricky Starks and Sean Spears? Like, I. Uh, hey, yo, what the fuck? I, 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 I don't know what's good. I'm, I'm afraid of their booking. I'm afraid. I, I just, this is what I want, Matt. I need El Fantasma to show up, and there you have your trios, guys, right there. The Bullet Club, Gold and Black, the third member should be El Fantasma. So she, he, since he already got kicked out from the other, you know, from the uh, Black and White. Bullet Club in New Japan. He should show up here and be the third member and have them fucking destroy the place. Do something. Like, I just, ah, I just, ah, I digress because I don't like the booking of Jay White's at all. The other thing I want to digress to is the Wardlow TNT title. Luchasaurus, am I, is that going to be investing for me? No, it's not. But I, that's something that we could, Debate another day, but I want to talk I, about more about I've, I've, I've got a. I think I found a baseball here somewhere because uh -oh. <laughs> I got a curveball. All right, curveball time. 
curveball, baby. So uh, this, so here you go. Pow! Here we go. Oh, caught it. You baby. got it. Oh. You struck out. You struck out the batter. We struck out go. the batter. <laughs> so I'll say this about Jay White in particular, because this is something he kind of missed out that everybody thought was going to happen over in New Japan, that he was going to have a babyface run in New Japan, but he was pretty much a heel like about. 90 98% of the time. So I think now more than ever they got to do it now cuz cuz a good majority of AEW's fan base uh the people going to the shows definitely know him and have seen his new Japan career and know he he's a heel. We've already kind of seen heel Jay White. Right now is a good time for babyface Jay White. Right now is a good so maybe after this Ricky Starks thing blows over because they can't really drop it right away. Maybe he gets one over on him or blah blah blah. After this this feud is over, one of the things that could happen is the only loss that one of the few losses John Moxley had in the G1, one of them was to Jay White. And Moxley was really upset at his loss to Jay White. So this this we could probably go into that with the babyface Jay White, maybe babyface Bullet Club facing John Moxley. And don't forget, Juice Robinson has a huge history with John Moxley as well. He's like, he took my title, he humiliated me, he held that belt, he held that belt hostage for a long period of time, you know, just because of a tsunami and just because of you know this, because of that, because of the pandemic. You know, he held my belt, and I want to get even with the Blackpool Combat Club. I want I want payback, and Jay White wants a little payback. And, you know, a lot of – there's a lot of uh, a lot of things involved in this situation. So we could we – could, I hope it eventually comes to Blackpool Combat Club against, you know, Bolt Club Black and Gold as, as baby faces. We'll get it – because this could be – because NWO – NWO Wolfpack was pretty much babyface like 80% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this could be, we could see a good, like a, a almost, because Elite had its babyface time period, but this is going to be, this is their chance. You know, Jay White could be pretty underestimated as a babyface, you know. Some heels that are good at talking could also be really good at talking as a babyface. Just imagine Jay White, it's so good to be here in Seattle with the best coffee on the planet, you know, because <laughs> we don't even have coffee anything like Seattle, like Seattle. <laughs> like, I, that's such a, isn't that like a baby face thing to do? Like talk, talk about how great their sports teams are and how great their food is. Oh yeah. How, like that's the usual, like, I think it's right, mate. We can't get coffee like this in Auckland, New Zealand, mate. <laughs> in Seattle, <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe I don't. I, I, I'll put it this way: I think they're, they'll be neutral. They'll be either face or, or heels. Doesn't matter. So tweener. So yeah, like, tweener. Okay, I'm okay with that. I just the one who will, will do those type of promos will be. ELP and they bring El Fantasma along. Yeah, he's he'll a, be he'll be your talk guy because he's the one who he's great in the mic. You have El Fantasma and just have ELP, him the talk. It's so good to be here in San Francisco no. with the GR Deli Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <laughs> he could do shit like that. So I mean, I don't mind that as well. I mean, I'll we'll see the booking of these guys, man. I I don't. I just hope that they make the Bullet Club Gold 
and Black Strong add El Fantasmo. I was even even thinking to fucking add Lance Archer to that. See, he's a former New Japan alumni. Yeah, they could do uh, it if they could add Lance Archer to that faction. Oh my god, that'd be it's, that's if if Sting and Lex Luger could be in the NWO Wolfpack, then Lance then Lance Archer and whoever else could be in Bullet Club Black and Gold. Why not? I would add them. I would add El Fantasmo. Be this is the faction of the four: El Fantasmo, Rock Hard, Juice Robinson, Jay White, of course, leading the you know leading the the pack, and Lance Archer. There's your four. Yeah. Lance Archer is a, Lance Archer can be. I, I don't want to compare him like that because that's kind of disrespectful. But uh, like your your bad luck Fale, like in like he could be your bad luck Fale, like in New Japan. He could be that here. Like your muscle, that's your muscle. Big, that's show, Kev, big show, Kevin Nash, kind of the big guy, big guy of the squad. And yeah. I, I think that'd be great because you need someone like that. Like your, yeah, how you mentioned, like your Kevin Nash, your big show. You need and someone like Lance to be added to it will be fucking great. And with the, not only that, but it also with the, uh, I'm telling you, with the New Japan, of course, the, you know, him being part of New Japan. The history that they had within each other, him being, he's a, and he's a good talker too. Like, talker. You, know, hey, <laughs> you know what's funny? I I I watched his eliminate episode like with my girlfriend. Like, oh my I, god, Lance Archer to eliminate, <laughs> eliminate. I he he's a he's a good talker in multiple ways. I'll say he's a charmer. He's a charmer. This is like, hey, nothing low rent about it, brother. I just know how to be a gentleman to women, unlike you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was hilarious. See, I love eating that shrimp, but I'm really focused on this lady here. And he's he wears like a vampire robe. <laughs> <laughs> and how uh, Owen Hart's tournament. Of course, the, the finals, I think the they got a crown, you know, you know, the winner of the tournament will be in in um Jesus Christ, I just had the city. It's gonna be in Canada, of course, in in Owen Hart's you know hometown. Uh, but everybody's asking who's gonna win. Who's the question? Look, I'll, I can answer it very quick. Then I think on the women's side, she's from British Columbia. Might as well have her win it. Taya Valkyrie. Mm, there Might we go. as well. She's got the and, history. Yep. She's got Canadian. Yeah, she has a, yeah, she has a Canadian blood. Then have her win the women's side. You know why not? I wouldn't mind seeing Taya win the, the, the tournament on the men's side. Who do we have that is Canadian? But who's who, who's listed in the tournament? Because who's in no, the, the they're gonna announce they, he's gonna announce it on double or nothing. Who's the participants? He's gonna announce it at double or nothing. Who's gonna be participating in the tournament? He's gonna uh, reveal the the bracket at double or nothing. So we'll see who he adds. Um, but let's say Canadian wise, men's side, I think you could. I who's really who's Canadian? Um. Who is Canadian in AEW? I mean, shit. I'm not Jericho, but he's he's wrapped up in a in a storyline right now, and not Jericho either because he's wrapped up in a story too. Um, uh, who Sean is Spears? But maybe Sean Spears. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Maybe Sean Literally. Spears. There's a there's a lot of them. I mean, even Ethan Page. You know. Oh, that's right, Ethan Page. Oh, that's a perfect one, Ethan Page. I that mean, is perfect. Yeah, he, he needs a he needs a chance to kind of 
go off on his own because he's getting he's getting too wrapped up in these factions. You know, I wouldn't mind him be just really being on his own because there's too much men of the year, the firm, the five guys hamburgers. Just five guys. Yeah, just five. five guys hamburgers, uh, in and out on the on the gas station cooking steaks <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Selling elotes, like was it? What are Ethan Page? What are you doing selling elotes over oh in Montclair? God. Like, get out of here! <laughs> go, to, go to wrestling practice, Ethan Page. Shout out to Brian Cook, man. What's going on, my brother? Chat time, brother. Yes, Kenny's from Winnipeg, but he just yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to. He's he's got something else. He's got other stuff. I I will say maybe Ethan Page for Sean Spears. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they should be the ones who probably could win this one Sean, in their hometown. Sean's really been. Sean was one of the times I'd say it, it was the bad. It was the the bad choice to turn heel. It was really I think because he was so hot on the first double or nothing. Everybody was cheering 10, 10, 10. Like I understand you want to try a new gimmick or whatever, but he he kind of missed his chance. So to be because he was pretty over everybody was pretty excited it's like man john dillinger, oh, dillinger man. Cast. so i i think now it maybe this tournament could be his opportunity to kind of come back as as that super baby this is another missed opportunity that's another baby face right now mm -hmm. missed opportunities i yeah i mean I think they're gonna bring Davy Boy Smith again to be part of it. Uh, Harry Smith, excuse me. Yeah, Harry Smith. They're gonna bring him back into the tournament again. Brian Coleman uh, Jr. He's not Canadian, but he has a lot of connections to the Canadian factions. Yep, he could be there. He should be in this tournament, and I think yep. I, that'll be great to see as well. Um, we'll see. I mean, and I, I'm excited for I'm excited for Canada because they're getting all of this, and that's they're getting Forbidden Door. They're getting uh, the Owen Hart Tournament Finals over there, so this is going to be great for them. I'm happy for you know for the Canadian you know fans out there because they don't get Dynamite, they get Rampage, which just sucks. Uh, you know, but <laughs> but yes, I'll be done for Ethan Page too. But man, yes, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But before we go, let's preview what's going to happen next Wednesday on Dynamite, and I'm going to go through the card very quickly. And here we go. We're going to have, of course, you're going to hear from the Elite coming up next Wednesday on Dynamite. And of course, we're gonna have the trios, uh, trios of Miles, trios battle royale, and we're also gonna have Saraya versus Little Nightingale. And we're also gonna have uh, the eight-man tag team match: Orin Cassidy, Madam Cole, Roger Swagmanito versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. And we're also we're gonna have the four, the, the four-pillar tag match: MJF, Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen and Jack Perry. And the main event, of course, is a steel cage match: Kenny Omega versus John Moxley on Dynamite next Wednesday. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had to do what would expect. I don't know if you heard of Scalibur last Wednesday. He went off and he <laughs> choked. Like he choked. It was he, it was like he was out of breath. Twenty dollars over here, thirty dollars there, one hundred dollars here, and then <laughs> sold for nine billion dollars. Oh my god! But this oh. one dollar here, ten dollar there. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's right. What about if Kyle O'Reilly will be able to be back in time for the Ottawa yeah. tournament? He's also yeah. from British Columbia. You're right. There, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, you're right, Brian. Maybe we could get him. Oh, you're excited for this. The steel cage match. That's going to be your main event for sure. They got to – I think this steel cage match, They. I want them to keep it in the cage. 
because it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense for I think this is a, a good effort, a good booking move to really show how they are in the ring. Cause I think almost every match Kenny Omega versus John Moxley one-on-one has either been a lot of weapons involved or there's the barbed wire. They really need to keep these two in the ring grappling. That's what I want to see. I think mm. now's the chance to kind of like after all Moxley's built, like Moxley's not a bad grappler. He's got a lot of stuff he's built up over, over the years. And plus he's got, he's got peers who are grapplers, him and him and Danielson, him and him and Claudio. They're, they're, doing grappling one-on-one you know yeah william regal grappling one-on-one he should have picked up more than enough if, if uh in addition to his career so let's let's see them really keep it in the ring maybe uh, i want this to actually come to a pinfall no weapons you know yeah i mean i mean that screwdriver might show up but please keep it somewhere else <laughs> they might tease it but i want to see fist i don't want to see the screwdriver to be honest yes we'll tease it but please i don't want that to be in the finish yes bro. <laughs> fickle. they're fickle oh we don't want that we don't want that fit yeah, no we don't want that That's a, it's an it. amateur thing amateur thing there you go it's amateur hey. thing brian <laughs> It's an amateur. Amateur, amateur right? Oh, it's that screwdriver. That'd be funny if Kenny actually turned that phrase on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, good to see uh, Roger Strong making his debut next week as well. That's going to be interesting to see uh, in this eight-man tag team match to see if he takes the pinfall. I mean, he gets, you know, the win for the team. Uh, or it might be Adam Cole, of course. Um, but, yeah, uh, Roderick, good to see him. I don't know where this is going with Orange Cassidy and Bandito. I guess whatever. It doesn't – I guess it is what it is, right? It would have been nice if Bobby Fish and Colorado would have been there. There you have your Undisputed versus the GAS. It would be awesome to see. But, oh, well, we'll see about that. Um, And, yeah, this one is going to be – see, I'm telling you, this is going to lead to the way for this – Getting the group more and more and more stronger, the outcast and Soraya. She's doing fantastically. I think I liked it. I really like this, and it's gonna happen. Right here is where I'm like, okay, so what the winners get say number one contendership of the trio's title, which I think that could be the case. I think I wouldn't mind having I wouldn't mind having the you know what? I think the acclaim might win this one. I don't know who them challenging the House of Black. What do you got on that one? It'll be it would be a really nice like pump it up for Billy Gunn this this late in his career. You know, you know I I wouldn't mind seeing some more Billy Gunn one on one matches too. You know, down the line because this this I think having a belt kind of protects you. Having a trios title kind of protects you in in one on one losses because like oh okay. He already has this title. He doesn't really need this one-on-one win. So uh, Billy Gunn could put a little shine on some new talent in addition to the fact that, you know, let's see, other other factions. You got Dark Order. Yeah, Dark Order and Butcher and Blade. They have their chance in there. The Tony Nese faction, uh, Tony Nese and and some of the Ring of Honor guys, they've got that Ring of Honor trio's belt that they could kind of play with. You know, so mm-hmm. they they these guys are just kind of space fillers for this one. They they should just go over to Ring of Honor because they've got 
that top trios division that they need to fill out. And then the TMZ, you know, <laughs> QTV, <laughs> QTV faction. Ugh, I gotta, I mean, I mean, they'd be okay as like heel champions, but it'd be kind of, we, we ain't feeling solo, go, go, come roto, whatever. And then you well, have, we, so, so I, I'd probably only go with everybody on the left side of this picture. Mm, what about the Lucha Bros and uh, Hijo de Vikingo? Yeah, it's a, it's a nice change up because they've got a different guy other than like Laredo Kid or or Pac, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a, it's a it's kind of a nice change up, you know. But I mean, it will be interesting them holding the title with a different third man. But other than that, it, it's. I'd be cool with them because you could get a lot of good matches out of them in the oncoming, you know. And right here, who do you think will take the fall? I think Sammy's going to cost it for the team, but the question is who will pin Sam? Would it be Darby or would it be Jack Perry? Well, this is going to all happen after Sammy Guevara wash, washes the windows of my apartment. <laughs> like, I, it's going to be... <laughs> It's gonna be and and after he does all the chores at my place, you know, like he's gonna he'll do that and then he'll take the pin. It's like all right, all done, Matt. I'm gonna I'm gonna lie down for the pin now. Like like Sammy Vara, guy do who has a lot of things he has to do. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm calling him now. You know. Oh uh, well yeah, I think we'll see who's it. I think Sammy's gonna take the fall. Yeah, and, and yeah, MG was gonna be upset. He's gonna cut that check off. Like you're not getting the check anymore. You cost me. You you cost us the match. And I think it's gonna be Jungle Boy getting the pin. And like I said, I like this feud because they're making Jungle Boy very look strong. Look, they're making him look like uh, some somebody finally for once. I think and, I think he's slowly shifting away from the Jungle Boy persona because the all black clothes and the deep voice, and like he doesn't sound like a boy when he talks that's true he doesn't you know he doesn't sound like a boy as he talks he he might just be jack perry the 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 avenger or something i don't know but they, he'll try he'll try he should try something new that's why i think i think he should come out the other side of this feud a, di- a very different character and i'm already worry kind of starting to see that he's yeah. he's mutating you know yeah. but not becoming wolverine that's true <laughs> I already know. Yes, exactly. We have a, we're excited to see Dynamite, but for sure, man, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. But don't forget to tune in next weekend, Cinco de Mayo, because guess what? Guess what it is? The next following weekend, even though it's our main 9th, but we will be celebrating and we will have a, a revelation as well next Sunday because it's the Cinco de Mayo weekend and it's the Circle Debate three-year anniversary next Sunday. Episode 151 will be the three-year anniversary, and we got a little surprise for all of you guys as well. And you guys make sure, hit the subscribe button, follow us, get that notification, hit that like, ding, 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 as you'll get a lot more content here on Circle Debate and on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You see right below, go to the website to get all your sports, all your articles, from MMA, bet slips from Bakley, the articles from Brain, you know, from Brett, top matches of the week. You get also mock draft guy with the articles of football. You got Roto's flappers, of course, streets. 
who gives you all the MLB up-to-date news and coverage at Fantasy Baseball. Go to BloodlineNetwork.com. Right there below us, you see it. Go there now and go to, to that website, that sexy website. You get everything there. You can also find the show there and the audio platforms there as well. And like I said, you can find us on Twitch as well. Circle the Bay on Twitch. I don't know, follow us on social media. You see that as well. And follow us on, on Bloodline Entertainment Network as well on Twitch. We'll be back next Sunday as we'll be recapping Dynamite, of course, and, of course, Backlash, and celebrating the three-year anniversary because it'll be wonderful because we're going to have the whole crew together next Sunday, the three-year anniversary, and we're going to have a revelation for you guys. But I'm excited. I don't know you're excited, but I am excited, Matt Callis. I don't know how you feel. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It's about that time. Autobots, transform and roll out. It's <laughs> roll out. Roll roll out. Me and my homies. <laughs> roll out. Ludicrous. Luda. Luda. <laughs> dirty yes, South. The Dirty South, baby. But do not forget, right there again, the website. And the socials for the Bloodline Entertainment Network, bloodlinenetwork.com. Follow us on YouTube and on Twitter. So that's well on top, Circle Debate, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on IG, and on Twitch as well for both Bloodline and Circle Debate. And ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening and the Eastern time and watching the East Coast. I know it's 6 o'clock out there. Central time as well. It's 5 o'clock out there. Enjoy the rest of your evening here in the West Coast. We'll see. It's already 3 o'clock here in our time. But enjoy the rest of your Sunday. And this is the host, deepest one I've received with my other host, me, hermano, me, compadre, my blood, my sangre, the, the invisible hand of podcasting, Matt Callis. Letting you guys know that here on Circle Debate, here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, we don't just podcast. What do we do, Mr. Callis? We don't make podcasts. We make history. Must be you do. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Oh my god, it's so great. Bang! Yes! <laughs>